the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Opinions expressed are not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, their station, or its advertisers. Live from Northern California, it's Lifeline with Jesse Gastan. He's the host of Way of Grace, a pastor and a community leader. He's a teacher and an inspiration. He's Lifeline's own Jesse Gastan. Welcome you to another Monday edition of Lifeline. Glad to be in the house with you on this Monday, August 14th, 2023. Again, and this is not to be unsuspected, we have a glorious day given to us by our God and Savior and the Bayer. Maybe just a tad bit warm, but a very glorious day again. Um, for which we are to be thankful. The one speaking to you is Jesse Gistan. You guys know me if you've been listening to the Monday program for umpteen years. Just here to keep you company for the next couple of hours. The number is one triple eight three six seven five three two nine one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. Again. Exercising our First Amendment rights to uh, to freedom of speech, we are still, you guys, in, uh, in, in, in a major sort of disarray around uh, many things that we have taken for granted for a long, long time. And, and, and one of them, again, is free speech. I don't know about you, but all over the uh, news blogs. There are very clear intimations of um, of uh, our government uh, through the Patriot Patriot Act working hard to stop men and women from having conversations, and particularly those conversations that they feel like uh, don't follow a prescribed narrative as offered by our government or by systems that our government is working with. Um, I don't need to tell you what we've had to deal with as a society over the last three years around our media and the uh, news media outlet uh, slamming down, crushing, if you will, not only silencing and uh, censoring people and their views, but uh, seeking to punish them and and turning around, not only censoring them, but uh, making them out to be bad people, wrong people, nefarious people, in some cases, uh, potentially criminal people. And and, and, uh, from what I'm learning, that is still going on. We need to we need to wake up certainly around that. Newsom himself is engaging in policies that are uh, designed to, if possible, punish parents who uh, don't subscribe to this new faulty notion of uh, the children uh, being at liberty to designate their own gender. And if parents agree with it, then somehow they're going to be reading an article 
in uh, in a newspaper called The Frontline concerning what uh, has gone on in Canada. Um, I had the article in front of me. I'll pick it up somewhere between our show and share some of the excerpts with you. But what's going on in Canada is a young person of teenage years that was put in jail, uh, incarcerated for using the term um, using the term lesbian uh, with regards to one of the police officers. Now, this young lady um, was on the autism spectrum, and her mother literally told the police that that she's autistic and her way of communicating is not normal. But what had occurred, which was absolutely remarkable was that this young lady simply looked at one of the police officers who herself was obviously uh, expressing herself in a much more masculine form than would be the typical woman. You know that lesbians will often come off more androgynous, uh, more male looking than female if they are a butch type lesbian. You know how that goes. It's a top bottom narrative. And and if the, if the butch is on top, then she will be more inclined to cut her hair short, make it look like uh, a Cavatis or a male person's image. That is the idea that is being projected there. I am more male than female. And uh, this young, very innocent, teenage, uh, artistic uh, young girl said, you you look like a lesbian. You look like my mommy's uh, uh, wife. Uh, and, 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 the, and the whole police department came down on her, arrested her and put her in jail. And her mother is suing now. Now, all the young lady was saying was, you look like my stepmommy. In other words, her mother had married or was dating, I'll get the article uh, shortly and give you more an accurate assessment, was married to or dating a female and the young lady, the young autistic girl was simply expressing what was normal in her house. She was not coming across racist. She was not coming across discriminatory. But because our government, our law enforcement up in their thinking, so completely programmed in their thinking, they thought they had a right to arrest that young lady for hate speech. You and I have been hearing about this kind of stuff for the longest. You and I have been hearing for years now a warning, a threat of policies being developed to punish you if you don't agree with homosexuality, if you don't agree with lesbianism, and now if you don't agree with the transgender movement, you are said to be a hater. How asinine, how how ridiculous and absurd it must be for society to punish, uh, criminalize, and harm a young autistic uh, girl for simply telling the truth, especially when her parents are practicing a pattern of lifestyle that she had fully accepted. And for this to turn around and be some kind of uh, newsworthy fiasco. Well, I'm, I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, this is where we are today. You and I are living in a time where the reason and rationale and logical thinking is not only unacceptable, it is soon to be a criminal offense. This is the unhinging, uh, again, of our society at the level of, um, of sensibility and, and reason. 
And of course, your your God has warned you about that. Your Bible has told you about that. We are living in days when men and women are just not thinking right because they do not retain a knowledge of God in their mind. God has given them over to a reprobate mind. Their thinking is not right. And you and I know it. And this is in this again is an Orwellian uh, prophecy, 1984, um, coming to pass almost everywhere. And, and of course, I'm going to juxtapose this particular notice that I've given you concerning what has happened in Canada, because as you guys know, Justin Trudeau is definitely a product of the World Economic Forum. He's part of the global agenda of absolute transformation of our society up out of a biblical worldview and out of organic reality, binary uh, sexual distinction between male and female because they want to move into a transhumanistic culture, transcending the uh, organic human binary uh, distinction between male and female. This is what you're dealing with uh, with this propagandized uh, programming going on in your public schools which you should be fighting against. All parents should be fighting against the notion that our government has a right to dictate the lifestyle and expression and identity of our children. This is so uh, beyond the pale of the government's role that we should be alarmed by it. But I'm afraid that we're not. I'm afraid that Americans have been so paralyzed by just the vanity of life, the conveniences of life, the uh, the drip drip system of our political uh, discourse over many decades, bringing us to a place where we cannot see the lines of morality, the lines of uh, of proper and appropriate uh, ethics. We don't see those lines anymore, and so we are not outraged, righteously outraged by what's happening. Uh, but I can tell you, there are many, many people in America that are fighting these things. And of course, you know, you're, you're going to you're going to hear from some folks as they call in to uh, to discuss these things with us today, because, again, one of the goals of the uh, the oppressive sort of tyrannical system of uh, speech control. That's the way Orwell put it. He talked about speech control, double speak. Uh, mind control, as J.B. Peter- Peterson put it, if they can get you to shut your mouth, that means they've already controlled your mind. If they can get you to be afraid to say what you think, they already have control of the way you think. If they can then get you to say what they think, then they control your whole person. And this is why you got to speak up and speak out. It's one thing for a tyrant to try to control your body. And you can oppose that. It's another thing when they control your mind, when they've got you fearful of telling the truth, when they've got you contained and constrained from vocalizing what you believe to be the God truth. This is this is where they have uh, brought men and women under bondage and such. Of course, this has entrails deeply, deeply into the larger uh, global agenda of of uh, uh, what they call ESG or environmental social governance, where your economic welfare is predicated upon your submission to these new ethical norms and new ethical rules. This is true of businesses. This is true of schools. It's going to be true on a personal level, particularly if we end up with this kind of central banking digital credit system, which they're trying to implement.
You and I need to wake up to this and be ready to uh, to protest lawfully and justly in a kind of system that that still has the opportunity and arms and levers of uh, of, of negotiation that we do in our country before it, it falls apart. I got to take a heartbreak when I come back. Uh, we'll continue uh, good news from uh, from Africa around these matters. They're standing up against these things. They're opposing these things and they're doing it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, too. That's good news. The number is one triple eight three six seven five three two nine one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. You're listening to the Monday edition of Lifeline. Your host Jesse Giston. Give me a call. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. Times twenty on Monday edition of Lifeline. The number is one triple eight. Three six seven five three two nine one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. If you want to chop it up with yours, truly got three lines open. One triple eight three six seven five three two nine. Here's the Bible verse that we want to consider right now in relationship to where we are. I think it's apropos. Um, it's been a long time since I've meditated on this, but this is in Psalm eleven, and it's going to be verses three through five. Just and. Uh, and what you what you think this is the psalmist david speaking uh, david wrote me 100 some psalms 1 to 150 and uh the first segment of this five section uh psalm um david says in verse 4 the lord is in his holy temple this is Psalm 11, verse, uh, I'm going to start at verse three. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? That's the question that David is raising. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? And of course, he opens up pleading to the Lord to uh, keep him. And the Lord put on my trust. How say ye to my soul, flee as a bird to your mountains? And what he's speaking about is the wicked pressing in on the righteous, telling them that they've got to leave the foundations, leave the standing, leave the ground upon which they are confident and grounded. The idea of a bird fleeing to the mountains means they have no more refuge. They don't have the trees and the shrubs and the bushes and the resources for their own survival protection and rest and restoration. Now they are Mountains. And it's the idea of the foundations of their stability being removed. And you can see this as a picture of the believer being scattered by the uh, wicked floods of the unrighteous, the ungodly with their doctrines and policies telling us that we have no more place in this world in terms of our worldview, our ideologies, our, our understanding of society, our understanding of life. Our moral standing, our ethical standing, we don't have a right to say what is right and what is wrong, what is good and what is evil, what is black and what is white. We don't have a right to and what is female. We don't have a right to say what is real and unreal, what is true and what is false. That's the foundation that we're talking about because God is David says that the foundations be destroyed. What can the righteous do? He goes on to say the Lord is in his holy temple. That's a mental resolve to have. One who is on his throne, he is in control of the 
going on in our world. And we're called to acknowledge God in that way and find our stability in him while we speak against the unrighteousness of this world system. The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in the heaven. His eyes behold, his eyes try the children of men. That means God is watching and he's assessing and he's judging. David's comfort was this, not that he was indifferent to what was going on in the world, but he realized that God is taking notice of the wickedness and the evil that's going on in society and he will ultimately move. But these things take place in our life, as David says in verse five, to try the righteous, to try the righteous. The Lord tries the righteous, but the wicked and him that loves violence, God's soul hates. Now, that's where you and I are today. I don't know how any clearer to put it. You and I are in a society of wickedness and God's soul hates the wickedness that's going on. He hates the wicked who are engaging in the wicked that are that's going on. He hates the policies of the wicked, the policies of the ungodly, the expressions of the wicked. He hates it. He abhors it. And this is why his servants speak out to warn you against the judgment of God, which is already upon us in a passive way. He has taken his hand off of humanity in many ways and have given them over to their own deserts. How horrible is it when we lose the uh, milk of human kindness, the tender care of a mother uh, to protect their children against the diabolical policies of this secular world system? How horrible it is when we can give our children over to the slaughter, the the circumcision, the mutilation of the flesh in the name of uh, meeting uh, their care and well-being emotionally and psychologically. We already have the data. It is a lie that if you don't confirm your children in their sexuality, they will go out and kill themselves. Nothing is further from the truth. Those statistics are not in. The few children that have done that do not constitute any grounds of alarm, no more did no more than did this phony pandemic that you and I have gone through over the last three years of which good men and women across all of the fields of science have exposed and shown that it was fraudulent from the beginning. It just became a pretext to control our lives. And this one is true as well. It's a pretext to cause parents to fear when their kids act up, when their kids emote, when their kids start moving in a direction contrary to their parents. Remember, this is your Maoist uh, re-education camp going on in full blast across the nation. Your kids are being trained to be anti-authoritarian. They're trained to be uh, anti-parental, parental. They're being trained to be anti-God. And you and I are going to be, uh, you know, in the bullseye of this secular system if we don't do what they say when they falsely assert that we will be responsible for the harm that these kids do. Never, there is way more harm to these children when they begin hormone 
uh, uh, practices to change their um, their sense of 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 uh, dis- gender dysphoria. Never telling you that many of those drugs that those kids are taking lead them to suicidal thoughts, uh, uh, suicidal ideation, and, and and harming themselves and and sinking them into despair and into all kinds of negative and harmful thinking. This is remarkable to me because what I am discovering over the last four years, and of course we've known this for a long time, almost everything that your major institutions from the World Health Organization on down to the policies from the present administration that are telling you that are true are lies. Almost everything that your media is telling you is not only a lie, as Mr. J.B. Peterson puts it, it is an anti-truth. It's the reverse of the fact. So when they tell you something is good for you, question that in all likelihood is bad. And when they tell you something is bad for you, you shouldn't take this, you shouldn't take that. Question that in all likelihood it's good. And that's why God said in Jeremiah chapter three and 10, woe unto you that call good evil and evil good. That's the generation that I live in now. That is the generation that I'm living in now. And you and I are going to have to speak out against it because the Marxist agenda of social and cultural transformation only needs you to be silent for the leaven of this falsehood to spread and grow. That's all it needs you to do. Just be silent about it. Don't protest. Don't say anything. But this is why Africa has summarily opposed the Biden administration to uh, start practicing policies of transgender, LGBTQIA, etc. in Africa. They have openly opposed it because they understand if you're silent about it, it will grow. It will take on a political power. It will become public. It will spread like wildfire because human beings are fickle, particularly when they don't know God. Uh, Uganda, um, uh, Kenya, um, Nigeria, um, Ethiopia, uh, the Congo are opposing these policies because they don't want their nation to be turned into a bunch of weird misfits like we have allowed in the West. They see the judgment on us here in the West and they're saying no to it. Very, very, very good sign on their part. But that becomes a problem for you and me in terms of American policies in um, in Africa. The number is one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. I've got three lines open. One triple eight three six seven five three two nine. Uh, we're gonna take another break and then we'll get your phone calls after this break. One triple eight three six seven five three two nine. If the foundations be removed, what will the righteous do? They'll stand on the foundation of God in their heart and in God's word. That's what they'll do. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. We are back for Time is 534 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. And again, we are privileged to have some of the best weather on the planet. On the planet. Um, uh, there we go. We are clearing up some of that. And again, I've got two lines open. one 367 Two lines open. one 367 Oh, by the way, for those of you who... Uh, hang out with us. We will be having our annual 
Grace Bible Church uh, Barbecue Fellowship out at Heather Farm Park this Saturday. I think folks will be out there before you know we're, we're going to have a great time. The weather is great. I think it's going to be quite a bit warm, but um, a lot of great uh, just general overall fellowship uh, games for the kids and activities and things of that nature. Great food, of course, as always. You are welcome to join us if you want to bring something for the table. You can do that as well. I would definitely recommend bringing your own uh, little uh, chairs with your uh, covers on them like you do when you go to the football game or the baseball or bas- basketball game, not basketball, but out- outdoor sports. Um, that would be convenient. Maybe even your little pop-up tent. That's what people do. We often have a couple, two or three hundred people out there. It's just really, really nice. Um, we try to do it right before school starts, but I think school started kind of early this year, actually. I mean, they started going to school last week or even the week before. Um, but anyhow, yes, this is our time of having a good time, fun, music, just discourse, talk, and uh, giving the kids something to uh, be motivated about as they prepare for school. So this is uh, Grace Bible Church's annual barbecue fellowship at Heather Farm Park, and we would love for you to join us. If you live, live out that way, come on out. Hang out with us as we get ready for the fall and winter and uh, whatever that's going to bring to our life for us to huddle up and uh, find a way to keep our eyes committed to the true and the living God and live lives that are worthy of his name. one 367 is the number to reach me. one 367 Let's go to line one and talk with Jermaine. Uh, from the Bay. Jer- Jermaine, are you there? Oh, yes, I am. How you doing, bro? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. It's a beautiful day today. Yeah. It is. It is. What's your thoughts, man? Well, just, um, you know, reflecting on some of what you said, I was uh, was having a, a nice, friendly debate with my uh, cousin. And, you know, of course, the talk went into reparations and the legalities and moralities behind it. But I brought up a point. I, I don't know if you heard this uh, recent news has kind of been suppressing. I don't know if it's real or not. It seems to be, but the supposed Barack Obama letters from when he was in his 20s admitting, fantasizing about, you know, some uh, some carnal activities. And uh, me, I like... Homosexuality, to, you know, homosexuality, Jermaine, to be precise. Yeah, it's homosexuality. I'm just used to calling it carnal, but the, the yeah. thing is... I'm one to kind of be forgiving when it comes to things you may have done in your past. But the issue I had is it kind of starts to fit like a puzzle piece with all the policies that we've seen come later in life. And the only reason I brought it up is I was trying to make the point that it's affected many of our our children's lives and uh, society as a whole. Where now, you know, once they got a foothold in with those policies, you have children who have faith who are conflicted and they're being put in situations where they're they're having to compromise or feeling like they're intimidated by very liberal teachers who are pushing that agenda and that agenda has been defended over and over and over and instead of focusing on what you perceive as as a racial aspect and how he was supposed to be for us you know i i just tried to point out that a lot of people have blinders on when it comes to examining what exactly those policies did for the people that you think they did versus 
the policies that that we know what they've done for other people. And, you know, we're still having the conversations very friendly, very cordial, um, brought up some biblical points. But this agenda is very insidious and it's, it's kind of destroying lives. And it's not just here, but it's now all over the world. So I just kind of wanted to hear your uh, your thoughts or reflections on that. Yeah, you know that we're putting together a very clear composite of uh, uh, Barack Obama's uh uh, contribute contributions to this whole uh, agenda of the uh, homosexual uh, and now transgender um, expression. Of course, it started with Obama, uh, the uh, the decision for same-sex marriage. It was intentional on his part, and he was intentional in telling them in the White House that this was their house and this is their nation. And um, it was only halted in terms of its agenda by Donald Trump, as you know, and then it was picked right back up by Joe Biden. And you and I have been utterly amazed at how our world, and particularly America, has been transformed under Barack Obama's policies. Now, for you and me, as we call people's attention to this, we're challenging people on a number of levels. Not only are we challenging them on the explicit level of a uh, biblical argument against these behaviors as uh, undeniably and incontrovertibly wrong, you and I are dealing with that. And of course, you've been listening to me for, for years, Jermaine, and everybody that's listening now probably has listened to me for years argue that there is no way you can be a consistent Christian and be a proponent of homosexuality, lesbianism, and now transgender and be consistent with that. You cannot possibly be grounded in the word of God and, and hold to those things. But you and I know that men and women are trapped by cognitive, cognitive dissonance and all cognitive dissonance largely is, is a fear of doing the right thing. Now, this is what the Marxists know. This is what the socialists know. This is what the globalists know. This is what the fascists know. They know that Christians, and, and at some point I'm gonna let this bleed over into what's going on in Africa because I, I am hoping that the African continent is able to withstand the fierce pressures that are going to come from the World Economic Forum, from the uh, World Health Organization, from Davos, from the uh, G20 nations, and, and from those who are going to try to force these policies on them. I'm hoping that they hold up and hold out and rebuke the West for its collapse uh, into an, a sort of massive, ridiculous, and absurd compromise, which we have done, and we call ourselves a Christian nation. But of course, if you listen to the way that Obama formed from the came into office, he came into office with a Bible in his hand, fundamentally saying that he was against abortion. Uh, about a year in, he was for abortion and he was for homosexuality. And now we know what he really is, which is what he really was all along. Not only not Christian, he was not only not rooted in a biblical, moral, ethical framework, but he had to sell that to ignorant black people because black people have always bought into the binary argument of race versus anything else. 
race versus anything else, meaning their blackness trumps their Christianity, their blackness trumps everything, particularly when it comes with political promises behind that. Now, you and I already know that I've been fighting that battle on this program for years um, about the policies of the left, about the unbiblical of the left. Uh, and in this regard, we got a lot to say to the right as well, but in this regard, and now you and I are watching how our children are collapsing up under the pressure in the public sphere with these policies because they have teeth behind them now. They have force behind them. They have numbers. And as I stated in my opening monologue, Jermaine, that we are looking at our secular schools being re-educated uh, out of a biblical worldview into a secular Marxist uh, cultural transformation headed towards transhumanism. This is so explicitly clear. And this is what your Bible says. It calls it the Antichrist system. It calls it the beast system. And the beast system is always structured to attack a biblical worldview. So I bemoan the same thing you bemoan. I bemoan the fact that our kids... Um, won't have the luxury of being Christians uh, in a free country where they can live in a pluralistic society without threat and harm. I bemoan that, but real Christianity historically has always had to suffer for righteousness sake. And what that's going to do in America, Jermaine, it's going to purge us of the hypocritical Christians. It's going to purge us of the false church and the false Christian is going to create continued divide among professing Christian around the relevance and clarity of the word of God. But it's going to purge us. You're going to have a false church that is rain. And then you're going to have a smaller true church that is biblical in its orientation. And it's going to be a heartache for you and me and whoever is standing on the Lord's side, like the two witnesses versus the 10 yesterday in our message around the promised land, because we're going to watch people that we love and care about collapse into the apostasy of siding with the wicked concerning these policies. It's going to be painful, but it's going to be unavoidable because we played way too long with our rights and privileges and freedoms when we should have been standing up and opposing these things long ago. It would have never come to our, it would have never come to this. And this is what the Africans are banking. They're not going to let it come to the same stage that it has in the West, in Europe and in America. And I guess what I would also say before I let you go is, uh, yeah, I'm hoping that we can continue to have a civil and reasonable conversation with our loved ones who are sympathetic because they're not, they haven't understood the resolve of standing on the Lord's side for what righteousness is. And, and they're human and fearful and they don't want to have to suffer for anything. We're going to have to um, be very tolerant and patient with them, but non-compromising. May he give you the grace. May he give me the grace. May he give us all the grace who are willing to say, I don't agree. It's the Monday edition of Lifeline. Got to take a hard break. Thanks for calling and giving us that uh, a really good po uh, point of consideration because this is only going to abound over the next, let's see, this is 2023. By 2030, 
This world will be different one way or the other. This is the Monday edition of Lifeline. I've got two lines open, one 888 I'll be right back. To join the conversation, call 888-4KFAX. That's 888-FOR-KFAX. And now back to Lifeline. Indeed, we're back. The time is 5.51. Time flies, as you know. Um, let's go to line two and talk with Misty from San Francisco. Misty, are you there? Hey, yeah, I'm here. <clears throat> hey. Sounds like you got something going on in your throat, you I okay? All, I got my phone all the way up here. Um, can you hear me? Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, I couldn't hear you well. So yeah, uh, missions, missions, missions. And um, I wanted to say, yeah, exactly. The foundations of survival are absolutely being shaken. And it's not just coming from without. Uh, That's not how the enemy hits. He hits from within. And, um, you know, you have heretics, you have all kinds of things, and all kinds of things going on in this world. And um, not all who say, Lord, Lord, but those who do his will, know his will, and know the word from a from a born again, you know, stance. Yes. So it's it's yes. real complex out there right now, and um, a lot of enemy enemy hits coming into all kinds of different, uh, you know, all different places because we all have different places we go and different missions that we're doing or different things like that. Um, are you in the city? Are you still in the city or daily city area? What What are you doing? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, you know, uh, that's one of the routes, but I, I have different areas, you know, which is obviously mm-hmm. uh, private. We're on uh, national radio. But, yeah, right. um, you know, wherever wherever I'm called to go or whatever's, you know, happening, maybe you'd want to come by that party, but I don't know where you guys are doing that. What city is that in? That's Walnut Creek. Oh, Walnut Creek. And what's the name of the park, Heather? It's called Heather Farm. Heather Farm? You couldn't miss it. Everybody knows Heather Farm out that way. If you were able to make it out, you wouldn't miss it, and you wouldn't miss us. Just a beautiful park. People just chilling. Yeah, it's a beautiful park. A lot of people will be out. A lot of people will be out. What time are you guys doing it between 1 and and something? I I think people start at around 11, but we go from 11 till about... (laughs) Actually, we go until it's dark. I can tell you it's just because people are just chilling. They're sitting, talking, eating, uh, playing games, you know, and it's just chilling. So, yeah, if you can make it out, you'll enjoy it. You, you'll find us. I'll probably be either hanging out with the kids or playing some music. Our band often uh, sits out there and, and, and does some nice, yeah. uh, nice jams for people. Up, yeah. I think what we need to do right now is um, I'd like to just... Um, I don't know, just have people step in and, and pray and things like that for all the warfare that's we're going doing on. That. Yep. Uh, Misty, we're because it's on. The warfare is, is so on so intense. We are certainly doing that every every day of the week because we're we're things are not going well. Uh, I don't know who would who would argue with that assertion no, that things going, are going, going well. Horribly. Well, but what I'm saying is not exactly. just you know your church per se. I'm 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 petitioning the people that are listening online to step in in prayer. Then um, we can all do that. Sure. You know, today, tonight, tomorrow, sure. through the weekend, next yeah. weekend, and things like that. Yeah, no, we're praying for all warriors out there 
front. And there are people out there doing all kinds of stuff. I got another sister on the line. We're getting ready to talk about people who are called to to be in uh, lovers and voices and prophets and priests in the in the political sphere. But it is somebody's calling. It's going to either be good. Once the going. Yeah. So, you know, we, we got to keep praying. We definitely got to do that. And yeah, if you can make it out to have the farm uh, park this people, you know, you, you come undercover. I, I, I'll know who you are, but you open your mouth and a few people will also know you, too. But, you know, you're always welcome. So pretty cool. So thanks for the call, sis. And talk with Elisa from Burlingame. Hi, Jesse. Hey, what's up? <laughs> hey, praise the Lord! What a beautiful day. God is. It so is. Good. It's gorgeous over. It's, it's gorgeous over there. It's it's absolutely it's a, a beautiful day to wage war on that devil. Praise the Lord! Nice and clear. He's making himself seen. <laughs> hey, Jesse. I have. I have. Stephen. I have a question. So. A while back, you're talking about how you know we're not being we're not. I am not going. I'm not going to answer that question unless you let me pay for dinner. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> uh, so we we're having a hard time in the last couple of days. We can't tell uh-huh. men from women and women from male. I mean, we're having a really. I mean, we're pretty good at it. I mean, we're pretty dialed in. I mean, we're like right in Sodom and Gomorrah. So we've been, you know, we're we've been pretty good at this game. And we're like right. really challenged. So is there uh, is there something? I'm sorry. Thing? I've had this. I've had this question given to me a few times. Okay, <laughs> and I will be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. Maybe about five or ten years, I could give you some of the fundamental markers. Right? Big feet, big hands, deep voice. You know, Adam's apple, not Eve's apple, and, and a few other markers, you know, big head, maybe white shoulders. But what you and I are dealing with and true. So if we if we uh, the transhumanism that is taking place uh, in the name of gender is merely cosmetic. Because it's not, you know, it's not just cosmetic because, you you know, you can put a wig on a gorilla, but I mean, it's going to be obvious what it is um, over over time. As you and I know, the hormonal changes have been comprehensive. It's been a drip drip system of um, of changing men uh, biologically and changing women. Uh, I mean, physiologically changing men and changing women. And today. Um, you know, androgyny is a huge uh, manifestation. And of course, you know, in different countries around the world, world, Fiji, the Philippines and other places, men, India, men have been uh, so modified that they uh, just on an observable level have been hard to um to distinguish from women because, again, cultural, physiological, hormonal, 
Uh, I, I think it's definitely synthetically drug induced chemical induced um, a transformation to make it difficult. And and we're seeing that here in, in the West as well. I, I, I agree that you look and you, it's hard to tell in some cases one way or the other. Hard to tell. Right, okay, yeah, that makes sense, the hormone. So we're talking, I mean, yeah. I, I feel it's like hard, I can tell it's, hard, it's hard to tell, it's hard to tell, it's hard to tell until they talk at length. If you if you if you if you get a person that's going through sex changes to talk at length, you can tell that that's not a female when you listen to them. Well, you can tell, tell <clears throat> that that's not a male when you listen to them at length. The cadence and behavior tells on them, particularly if they transitioned after they went through their, you know, uh, puberty period, um, you can tell they can try as I don't know what, but the authentic versus the synthetic shows up in the way they express themselves verbally and mannerisms over a period of time. It might take you a minute to pick up on it, but eventually, aha, 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 if you know what I mean. One more thing, Corinne and I were out at the bay today with the dogs. We ran into some people uh-huh. from Slovenia, and we were telling about what's happened. Yeah. They totally told us that we were insane. And we said, we told them about uh-huh. Newsom's law about uh, um, taking the kid out of the house and arresting the parent. He just right. passed that. Right. Um, it, right. They, basically, they called us liars. So, like, you're crazy. And then the pedophilia for the 14 and up, they lowered it. Right. That we're, they're legalizing sure. pedophilia. They looked sure. like we had three heads. And so How old were they? The, they're old, probably 70. Okay, so the, so they live, from, they but, they have lived for quite a while in the unreal world. Right, and they said that Putin's bad, and uh, Zelensky. They couldn't give an opinion on him, um, so we just asked a lot of questions, and it it just you know it was just it was very odd. It's like I feel like I'm running into a lot of people as of lately that are really in denial of what's going on. So and not well, you know, and just saying people, that. No, I get that with the older people who are traditionally traditionalists, you know, we, we don't need to bump heads with them <clears throat> that much at all because it's not comfortable for them to begin to uh, accept the fact that they have been hoodwinked by politics for so long. This is for us. This is the case with African-Americans and uh, and being a Democrat. They can't even imagine that the Democrat of, of, of today doesn't even remotely look like the Democrat of the 60s by no stretch of the imagination. And so they don't know how to uh, unreal that that sort of uh, cognitive dissonance. And so, listen, I got to take a, a hard break. Thanks for the call. We'll catch up here real soon. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, looking forward to chopping it up with you and Steve on this Monday edition of Lifeline. I've got one line open, one 367 5329 We will be right back. To join the conversation, call 888-4-KFAX. That's 888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. And now, back to Lifeline. All right, we are back. 
And the time is 6.07 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. We're going to go in order like this. We're going to start with Leslie, then we're going to go to James, and we're going to catch up with Donna. And I do have one line open, one 888 Let's go to Leslie on line number one. Leslie, are you there? Um, hello, Pastor Jesse. Hi, what's going on? How did Saturday go? Oh, it went well, but we missed you. Yeah, no, I I just got way caught up. I wanted to come out, got got way caught up. So how did it go? It went very, very well. Um, Good. And we had, there were people that had actually run before, and they had run kind of a small race, but now they can run a full race because we can match them up with supporters and we can provide some support for them. So that's really, really good. And, and people came from, you know, all different walks of life um, and they're interested in helping. It's, it's a really, it's a very gratifying. It's wonderful to see the community come together. Absolutely. I think your labors are going to pay off. That model really does work where we try to just, you know, inform people that there's something we can do about a lot of these policies, uh, which is part of our inheritance and our responsibility as Americans. So um, let let our audience know. Let's get up to speed what you guys do, what what you're called and how people can get involved. Okay, so Tom Wong and I are doing what we call Alameda County Star Search. So we are encouraging everyday people to do more than just vote. We're encouraging encouraging them to run for office in the 2024 elections or support a candidate that is running in those elections. Because there are over 120 open positions that people will be voting on. There are a lot of local positions like school board, uh, college board, rec and park, uh, East Bay mud. Uh, And the only qualifications are you have to be at least 18, uh, a U.S. citizen and not be a felon. And many people are qualified and we need to get more people involved that want to serve the community and are doing it for the right purpose. Yeah, I agree with you totally. And it's outstanding that there's that many seats open to be occupied by potentially really, really good people. So what you guys are doing is absolutely essential. So when is the next meeting? It's Saturday, August 26th. So that's in about 13 days. Did we uh, break up? All days. And it's at the Oakland Rockridge Public Library. And that's five, three. Okay, so you you broke you broke up on me a little while ago. So say oh. that again, so we can get you the next meeting is what day? Saturday, August twenty sixth, and that's Got from twelve thirty to two thirty p.m. Mm-hmm. And we're and at it's the at Oakland. Where? Yeah, Oakland, Rockridge Public Library. Mm-hmm. I know where that is. The Oakland yeah, five, Public. Yeah. Rockridge Library. I right. know where that is. It's on the North Oakland side of Oakland. Um, it's yeah. on uh, the 26th. That's week after this. That's next week, not this week. The week following, right? Correct. Yeah. The and Saturday the following. Is, and at what yeah. time is it? 12.30 p.m. to 2.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. Sounds, very, sounds very good. How can they get a hold of you guys if they wanted to email you to, to get further sort of uh, confirmation about the event? Yeah, it's uh, Tom Wong USA. That's spelled T-O-M 
W O N G USA at gmail.com. Tom Wong USA at gmail.com. Tom Wong USA at gmail.com. That's where you guys can go if you are feeling inclined to want to learn more about the possibility of running for some local office or local position to begin to help turn things around. This is where we are today is a consequence of people definitely not caring enough about the quality and the character of our country at the policy level and now we we've got to wake up and we've got to turn this around before that opportunity um, closes itself out on us so again it's going to be tom wong usa at gmail.com for any of you that want to get involved and learn more just be informed it's really important to be informed hopefully we can do something uh, uh, more fully educational or informative, even on this program, Leslie. Thank you for your call, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you uh, not this Saturday, but the following Saturday at Rockridge Library in uh, in North Oakland. Thanks for the call. Um, we are going to go to line number four and talk with James from the Bay. Uh, James, are you there? Hey, PJ, how you doing, sir? I'm good. Let us set the tone with your comment or your question before we go to break and then we'll come back. Okay. Well, I want to just speak on a couple of things. I mean, I want to talk to, you know, my African-American brothers and sisters and not just to them, but, you know, to all of them. I want to address that. I want to address, you know, our, our churches, uh, I'm sorry, I'm hearing beeps. Okay, so, so we lost. I mean, I want to. I, 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 I mean, I, I want to, you know, address that because, and I'm, I'm also understanding what uh, Elise and Steve was talking about. And we just have to ask for discernment. And I also want to uh, Philippians four, eight, and nine. I mean, we have to be all over the scripture, but it talks about thinking there, and and, and as believers. That's how we have to think. Well, we, we, we have to think sober. We have to think critically. And it's almost like thinking has just gone out the window. I mean, I know that's yep. a mouthful, you know, in those three things. But we, we have to speak to those things before we can go anywhere as a church. No, I, I, totally agree, I totally agree with you. I, I, I don't think they're a mouthful. I think they are factual. Think about it. If the church is called to be a word-based community, a word-based community, God has spoken, then that therefore means we should be thinking and through, and we should be articulating with great clarity. This would have been the case for the first century church. It would have been the case for the Reformation church. This would have been the, the case for the church uh, throughout the world. If we're going to make an impact on the world, we have to be informed. And then we also have to be involved. We have to be uh, much more committed to the cause of, of light and truth than we are. We are definitely, James, dealing with some extremely, extremely uh, pathetic times when it comes to the church today in the West. We are going to be rebuked. There's no doubt about it. The rebuke is going to come from other nations standing up for righteousness and overcoming uh, this anti this global antichrist system that is trying to lock itself in. It's going to rebuke uh, the West, and the West will probably go into greater measures of capital because uh, the 
churches have failed to speak the truth in love, and we have failed to local and uh, relationship level. We have we have been uh, at the helm. We have been lazy dogs uh, because we have judgment is on us. It will continue on us uh, until there's enough pain for us to repent and return to our God. And, and, and recognize that if we are going to call ourselves truly loving God and loving neighbor, then we're going to stand up for righteousness. But it's going to take some pain. Listen, I got to take a hard break. Thank you for those considerations. I'll be seeing you real soon, my dear brother. We got to take a break. One line open, one 367 You're listening to the Monday edition of Lifeline. We'll be right back. To join the conversation, call 888-4KFAX. That's 888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. And now, back to Lifeline. Indeed, we are back. The uh, time is 621 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. Sorry for uh, the quality of the sound. We're trying to work through something. We hope to get this resolved real soon. Let's go to line number three and talk with Dan from Sonoma. Haven't heard from Dan in a while. Dan, how are you? I'm on fine. Thank you. Um, I have these brief comments. One is that two ladies, one that joined the church activities when she was a teenager and the other one that was brought up in the church, recently died, which shrunk the size of their families. And the other comment is about Chuck Smith. I don't want to be too dogmatic, unwisely dogmatic, so that's why I'm kind of posing this question to you. He had stated that where the psalm says, I have given you the heathen as your heritage, is not really a missionary verse, but a kingdom age verse, because it applies to Christ himself receiving the heathen as his heritage. And uh, I'd like to hear your comments on those things. Uh, yeah, well, <clears throat> it's not an either or. That that's a that's a arguing uh, against an evangelical confidence. The Gentiles are um, being brought in through the gospel. Then he's failing to take the Old Testament text and connect it to the New Testament affirmation that's given in the Book of Acts. The Book of Acts is dealing with Psalm two several times asserting the crown rights of Jesus Christ and the joy of the Apostle Paul as the fundamental apostle to the Gentiles uh, makes this very clear in Acts chapter 13 and then again in Acts chapter 28. Uh, or this, they were glad in heart, you know, and, and, and rejoiced and gave that the faith have been brought to the Gentiles. Um, Christ is Lord over all as God, having created all, he's the master of all. But the uh, gift of humanity by the Father, according to Psalm 2, who is the uh, uh, Davidic king, is a gift that is only realized by those Gentiles coming to faith in Christ. Apart from that, him only him owning them simply owns them like he owns the wicked and the ungodly. So when it says, "Ask of me, and I'll give you the uttermost, uh, uh, give you the uttermost parts of the world," and the Gentiles are the he, the Jews had their season under the old covenant to come to Christ, and many of now the New Testament by Gentiles largely coming to Christ, although it would also include Jews as well. This is Paul's full-fledged cultivated theology. 
chapter 2, both Jew and Gentile made one in Christ. And it's Paul's dominant argument in uh, the book of chapter 11 that for a season the the Jews have been blinded of the fullness of the Gentile martial subverses but one of the things I'm doing these days dad recognizing how how pastors and teachers will often pit themselves other teachers uh, when they take a particular position that may sound like it's operating oppositionally it's just another side of a fuller of our fuller principle sure um, it is a decree of uh, of, uh, of of what we call su- succession from the father to the son, and in that sense, he inherited the gentile. But that's a very ambiguous term relative to what does that mean? What kind of implications does that draw out in relationship to those gentiles being? Christ? It means they are come to him, um, called to bow to him as Lord. Uh, emblem of the uh, uh, the Magi from the east, uh, bearing uh, riches of of, of and and uh, and incense, and bound for uh, you know is Christ a newborn King? And then again, the the Gentiles come to Christ in John eleven. Now is my Father being glorified because the Gentiles are coming in, and so forth and so on. The whole New Testament is a uh, an attestment to the statement that's put forth there in uh, Psalm number two. So uh, that's not really a debate that 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 uh, that uh, Chuck Smith, who is who's gone now, is not really a debate that he would want to have to uh, deal with. Um, you know, solid reform theology on if if he wanted to argue that this is not a missional or evangelical uh, mandate there. But beyond that, man, what's going on? for Romans on that. N- n- nothing really that I want to um, take up with you, but thank you for that very much. Yeah, thank you. And don't, don't be a stranger. It's been a long time. Okay, thank you. All right. Let's go to Kiana in San Leandro. Bye. All the lines are open, you guys. One trip. 329 Play 367529 Kiana, what's going on? Hi, Pastor Jesse. What's up to, girl? Hi, just busy, busy with school. <laughs> okay, where are you at in school? How far along are you? Um, second year. Okay, very how are you feeling about it? It's just very challenging because there's so many rules of law to remember for the courses that I'm taking. Right, right. Well, I'm you, you do it. Pace, pace yourself. You'll be there. Yes, I shall. Thank you for the encouragement. Um, I just <laughs> had a comment about what um, I think Jermaine was saying earlier about comments that Obama made in an interview about his past, about um, fantasies about being with men, and then the whole transgender thing. There was yeah. this silly conversation online like a couple weeks ago where you had these transgender um, black women getting into arguments with biological women over 
women having periods and them trying to say that those women weren't real women and that they were the real women. And I just feel like the delusion with this whole thing keeps going from one extreme to the other. Of course it does. I mean, it's like you guys sound silly arguing with real women over periods. You're never going to have a period. Uh, All the surgery in the world is not going to make you have a period. You're a man. Right. Right. Think about what's going on. And everybody does. At the bottom of this confusion and chaos being expressed is an ideological call postmodern Realism. This is a Michel Foucault, this is a Jacques Derrida, and many others who have posited the notion and where the false church with their word of faith speaking it were um, usurping God's position or all because nobody can just speak something into existence, but all these crazy people love to talk like that. Um and so the um, the the notion here, uh, if you're still with me, is simply that um, the, they are talking that way because they believe if they talk that way, then it will come into reality on reality. Like you said, will never be a woman and a woman will never be a man. Unreal, real. And you can't make unreal real. This is a delusion that's going on, but you can fake it. Hollywood, Hollywood creates movies that look real. Metaverse is a pseudo reality. All kind of stuff that goes online that looks real. So what is an unreal reality over the reality? And it's taking on fears, 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 uh, absurd radical, irrational, and hostile um, expressions. Like you said, I saw some of those clips, Keon, with uh, these black men, trans, talking about periods and all of this stuff. We should not even for a second continence the possibility you're, I mean, you're absolutely right. I was just like, wow, it's like you guys are just so delusional, but that's the delusion you guys have been given over to because you're a rebellious It's really God. interesting. It's really interesting, too, uh, Keon, I'm uh, in a minute, but I was just thinking about Obama as Jermaine had brought him up. Barack Obama was a lying sign and wonder. A lot of us had already known that he was engaging in sexual behavior uh before he won the presidency, and two things came up, exposed him constantly for you know engaging in sodomy with him. Wow. These are the same kinds of these are the same kinds of acts and nefarious manifestations that went on with Bill Clinton and others as well. They, they are the ones that put it, are perpetrating the fraud when they appear to be one way to us, and yet they are not in reality what they appear to be. And when we're dealing with a definite mass deception that we have to keep grounded in. This is all part of CIA uh, PSYOP. This is all part of uh, a propaganda program to dislodge people from reality, to get them separated from each other, in conflict with each other. How irrational is it for uh, trans women 
to think that they're real. If they were real women, they wouldn't even have to be called trans women. Basically. All right, girl. Make sure you uh, make sure you continue to study and, and pace yourself and get on through school. We're going to need some more good lawyers <laughs> to help us litigate. Yes. Thank you so this much. Well, particularly for our, and particularly for our kids. Okay. Yes, because thank you for the call, my dear sister. Yes, and great. Yes, indeed. We're going to take a hard break. I'm sorry for the glitches. Um, hopefully, we'll get it resolved before our next show. All the lines are open. One six seven five three two nine one triple eight three six seven five. We'll be right back. To join the conversation, call triple eight four KFAX. That's eight 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 F O R K F A X. And now back to Lifeline. Indeed. <clears throat> To join the conversation, call one triple eight three six seven five three two nine one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. What all that we're talking about means is that we have, as it were, watched our world change over the last sixty years. We have watched our society transform right before our eyes what I have called on this program for now two decades, the most diabolical system in the world, and it's called politics. And your Bible tells us that politics works within a two-pronged system, politics and religion. That's Revelation chapter 13, verse 1 through 3 gives us the political beast. Revelation 13, verse 11 and following gives us the religious beast. Now, a lot of people are uh, beholden to an eschatology that is fundamentally Western in nature. It's called premillennial dispensational theology. They're very confident that a premillennial dispensational theology is the more biblically accurate uh, hermeneutic around end time activity. Uh, uh, yours truly not advocate that will after it verses one through three and then verses eleven through eighteen is teaching <clears throat> is a cyclical um, historical uh, graduated dynamic of conflict uh, by the secular system against the kingdom of God all the way out through history and then culminating in the end time which we 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 would love to say we're in the end times. Of course, the premillennial dispensational view wants to say it's it. We are here. We're about to see the Antichrist emerge up out of Rome, some individual that's going to have so much power over humanity uh, and so much uh so much capacity for manipulation and deception of humanity that the whole world will bow down to that to that man. And, and many of us have taught for uh, millenniums now because I take up the tradition of the I- I- idealist and the historicist in this matter of eschatology that we are dealing with a pattern. And we have happen to come to another epic in our own time where <clears throat> even though we do know about antichrist doctrines and antichrist systems and, and the greatest of which is prevailing in the last uh, 400 years, 
is socialism and then ultimately Marxism uh, driven by fascism uh, and and then draped in a facade of religious zealousness uh, by apostate Christianity and all the other systems that would take up an antichrist expression, whether that's Islam or um, or, or Hinduism or, or Buddhism, whatever the case may be. Judaism is in ball as well. <clears throat> we can say that as we speak, there is a gathering storm of a religious nature that's starting to put itself together on a political and on a uh, structural level that will emerge in a few years to mandate a complete religious uh, submission. And we've already seen that starting with COVID and social and uh, men and women into a kind of zeal passion for, uh, you know, um, all things racist. Uh, so you got men and women today that are buying into this social justice thing at the highest levels of political and economic power. That's why you heard in the commercial a moment ago about how Disney is falling utterly apart economically because it tried to sell this crap to the world as the truth and has perverted every one of those fundamentally inane uh, cartoon uh, characters, Disney characters, uh, uh, Cinderella and the dwarfs and and all of the other uh, cartoon characters that Disney so historically has offered to the world for our children. They're all homosexuals. They're all uh, gay and lesbian and all are now uh, transgendered and, and, and bisexual, etc. None of that was even remotely part of the original design. <clears throat> so what they did in order to continue part of the neo-Maoist uh, re-education camp agenda, which is going on all around the world in every part of your media outlet, is to change the minds of men and women from believing in a biblical worldview around the distinctions between men and women, around the boundaries of, of heterosexual relationships in the context of marriage, uh, around the boundaries of a normal organic process of male and female as the species by which human beings are propagated in the world. No, they want to destroy that. And this is what God is warning about. And the way they are doing it is through propaganda, through education, and then through politics. And that political uh, uh, sort of catechizing of these uh, ideas and these policies have the force behind them of law enforcement, which are reprobate as well, as, a share, as I shared with you earlier. How on earth can the Canadian police take a little girl that is autistic and arrest her for simply recognizing a overtly uh, lesbian expressed person who is taking on a more maleish appearance? And she's just simply saying that's what she saw. The, she said to the police officer, officer, it was a female, obviously. She said to her, you look like a lesbian. <clears throat> now, this little girl was simply telling the truth. And for that, she was arrested and abused. And her lawyers and her, her mother is fighting that case now. It never should have happened. The law, the police officers as a group never should have bought into a wolf pack mentality to try to scare that girl or punish her mother. But what's going on is that men and women have lost their minds.
And when you have law enforcement that's not reasonable, rational, and grounded in reality, then you have another problem. And this is where you and I are in our world today. So our law enforcement, our military, all the uh, levers operating out reprobate mind are, are, you know, rabid, rottweiler. And, and you can't reason with them. And this is why during COVID, Canada was one of the fiercest, along with Australia, uh, uh, abuse uh, recorded uh, events where men and women were, were really accosted who didn't buy into the COVID jab. They were really accosted. Some people confined to their houses, a lot of them put in jail, a lot of them put in confinement camps over something that now is clearly clearly, evidently a falsehood in terms of the real dangers of the COVID virus. And of course, a handful of people still buy into it, but that's like the folks that still believe that Elvis Presley is alive, okay? You've got that. This is what goes on in our world. So when we don't promote truth, when we don't promote logic, when we don't promote reason, when we don't promote coherent uh, thinking, when we don't use evidence-based science, if Propaganda is all we have to the war of the worlds. Again, the Martians are coming. Right. This is what it means when you and I abandon the truth. He'll give us over to a strong delusion that we should believe a lie. Because we did not have a love for the truth that we might be saved. He gave us over to the delusion of pleasure. And that's what you're experiencing in your society. And your churches are trying to figure out what should they be doing. Well, we should be doing what we should have been doing. Telling the truth as it is in Christ, proclaiming the word of God, prophetically calling our government to bear with the truth. Prophetically, our priests, men and women who come to acknowledge that the real problem on is sin. It's not psychological. It's not emotional. It's not social. It's not economic. It's not other it's me, oh Lord, it's me standing in the need of prayer. So, fine. Going to take a break. When we come back, we'll have some closing words. We'll be right back. And now, back to Lifeline. We're back. The number is one 367 if you want to get a, a, a short word in before we um, close down the program. Let me see if the top and create a kind of uh, structural hierarchy entities uh, that you and I be very much aware of, uh, in order to interpret more thoroughly and comprehensively the things that are going on on the ground here locally. Uh, think global. Uh, the uh, the NGOs. Okay, these are uh, businesses. Your, um, your Van Blackstone and uh, your major trillion dollar P uh, engage in nation shape the top you can find out you can find out who they are you have to do is do the research you can start with the S&P you can also find out how they are interconnected how they work together this is your, again, your bigger trillionaire NGOs. They shape policy. They impact governments. And so when we start way at the top with the uh, International Monetary Fund, 
We start way at the top with the uh, with the old money, your your Bilderbergs and your Rothschilds and and your and many others. You guys know them. All you have to do is your research. That money is funneled into a cabal of of so-called wizards who shape policy and destiny for the world. And then they infiltrate countries uh, such as America and Canada and Europe and Australia and try to do that in uh, the eastern countries as well. And shape policies that get trickled down to the citizenry and uh, and change the way they think. This is this. And globalism's agenda today is a one world government. That is Revelation chapter 17, verse 14. And, and, and the kings of the earth give their power unto the beast for one hour and they will wage war with him who sits on the white horse and with those that are with him who are called faithful and true. That is the gospel. That is Christ. That is the true church, not the false church. The false church is the harlot, <clears throat> is Babylon, Revelation, sitting upon the scarlet colored beast, the political systems of this world. Behind the scenes of a lot of what's going on in your world, wars and rumors of wars, pestilence, famines, and things of that nature, none of this is natural. It's all super. <clears throat> none of this is organic. All of these anomalies, all of these weather patterns, all of these fires, all of these uh, uh, destructions and chaoses and inflation of, of normalcy, all of this is by design. All of this is technologically driven, is synthetically driven, which takes of uh, power levers that play a role in shaping the narrative of the world, and that is your military. It's called NATO. NATO uh, is a system by which the West largely uh, observes and monitors and stewards the world, trying to push all of it into a trajectory by which but, uh, that they would themselves um, at odds with each each other We're not there yet um we're trying to get back on it's reconnecting now but it hasn't hasn't come back yet uh, that's how that works we got about three minutes to go before the program comes back you can try to um call in if you want to um reconnecting it hasn't happened yet all right it's three minutes to go in this program. I, I actually think this. There we go. I think this is on my end here too. I, I got you, my. I got you, Miles. Okay, good, cool, great. Because it looked like. Let me finish my um. Out. So we start off with the. Um. Okay, great. All right, so I got about two. came back. Anyhow, um, as I stated, we are now dealing with governments will pretend like they are the source of economic viability, the source of economic strains, but they're simple of it. Governments are not the source of the American government. Your government, ladies and gentlemen, 
does not produce income. You do. I do. We do. Our governments manage our money. They take our money through taxes. Then they pay what the large global NGOs and uh, global want to be done. So the Bidens and the Bushes are all part of the World Economic They all come together every year at Davos to talk about policy to implement in the world. They are not sovereign. They are not God. They don't run the world. Right now, we are in a very precarious situation between the West and the East. And for Africa to have said no to America when Kamala Harris Harris tried to take this gay policy agenda to Africa in the tune of $60 billion because they understand it is better to fear God than man. You can hear a ton of eloquent presentations uh, in Africa media. You can start with the SwahiliNation.com or go to YouTube, the Swahili Nation, and they're talking about all this. And they're also ridiculing the West because we are such uh, such uh, shillings in the hands thinking we force the world to buy into our corruption, which is the motto of the Revelation 17, selling our policies to the beast, which is a strategic system in NATO that think it can either produce it by hooking by wars or by wars. All of this has always been about wars, about slavery, and now about drugs. You need to wake up to that reality, saints. It's wars, slavery, and drugs. That's Revelation chapter 18. And the world is being brought into a webnet of drug dependence and drug control. And it's infiltrating your very intimate, intimate and personal, got it, personal lifestyle at the economic level. Don't buy into it. May God give you grace to stay free. May he give you grace to stay healthy. May he give you grace to be wise. Because this system is coming down upon the world that does not love love God. As he stated in his word, the the prostitute is like nets and bands. Whosoever does not love God will be taken by her. It's the Monday edition of Lifeline. Your host, Jesse Gistan. Until next time, God bless you. Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of KFAX. Copyright Salem Communications, all rights reserved. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.